Hello and welcome to Twats, the Theatre Workers and Technical Staff podcast. This is episode 8 of season 2. It's the podcast in which I talk to people within the technical side of the theatre industry about how they got in, their experiences and any advice they can give to anybody getting in. Thank you for the continued downloads. Um, it's been great. If you know of anybody who wants, who you think should be interviewed, who works within the industry, drop us a line. Drop us a line if you've got any questions. Uh, the email is twatspod at hotmail.com, Instagram twatspodcast, Facebook twatspodcast, and TikTok twatspodcast. Um, yes, like, click like and subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your family. Tell anybody who you think might be interested and anybody who you think might not be interested because they might become interested. Uh, yeah, if you if you know of anyone who you think might be a, a good fit for the show, uh, we've got lots of people coming up, but it's always good to uh, to get more. Uh, drop us a line at twatspod.hotmail.com. Um, it's always good to get everybody's uh, different perspective on the industry and how they got in and uh, any stories. Uh, that being said, without further ado, let's get on to our next guest. I'm here with my guest at this time. If you'd like to introduce yourself and tell me what your current job title is in the industry. My name is Jeff Horsfield, and I'm a theatrical polymath. Excellent. Could you explain what a theatrical polymath is? It means is? I haven't got a clue what I'm doing at any given moment. Oh, right, okay. So you are, I th- believe, uh, a freelancer? I'm a freelancer. Uh, most of my work at the moment, freelance is carpentry, performer flying, but I'm still doing a bit of automation, which was my main bread and butter for about... 15 years. Excellent. Uh, and how did you get into theatre, Jeff? So, uh, I was a stagey little thing. So, I was a performer. Weren't we all? <laughs> um, and I, well, I did a show. I did a national tour of The Sound of Music when I was 11. And it was the first time I ever encountered automation, proper kind of big moving things. And it blew my tiny little mind. And I genuinely, I loved it. And it was like from that point on, the theatre that I worked in the most, whenever I was kind of waiting to go on stage or whatever, I'd be having a good look what the sound guys were doing, what the lighting guys were doing, and found that actually it was just an awful lot more interesting than what I was doing. So I, I crossed to the dark side. Or the light side, depending on which way you look at it, I guess. Right. Um, did you train at all? I did train. I went to the Guildhall School of Music and Drama. Oh, excellent. I did, yes. Um, yeah, because, I'm so I had, which I think, a million people have had as well, and a lot of people you've spoken to, this thing of, you know, the careers advisor comes into school, yep. and you have to sit down and they say, you know, what are you going to do with your life? And you say, well, I want to go and work backstage in a theatre. I don't quite know what, but I want to work backstage. And they turn around and they go, no, it's not for you. Uh, so there was a lot of that. Especially in the north. Especially in the north. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, I told it, them I want to be a rock star, and I was told I wasn't allowed to be a rock star. Did that not work out for you? No, it didn't. Oh, man. That's why I'm doing this. <laughs> So, yes, yeah, so it was, I, you know, I did a lot of research myself. I applied to Guildhall. I somehow got in. I'm not quite sure how. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. I made them laugh. I think that's all I did. Um, yeah, and so I did that, and it was great. Back then, it was very much multidisciplined. You spent a lot of time learning about every aspect of technical theatre. And the best thing about it was your last day there... They sat you down, told you that you, you were worthless, you didn't know anything, not to presume that you knew anything, and now to go out and actually learn what you're doing. Wow. Yeah. I don't think they do that anymore. I've got a funny suspicion they don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
What was your first job in theatre, backstage? So my first backstage job was, I was events slash stage technician at the Barbican Centre. Not for the theatre, but every other performing space that there was in that venue. Oh, excellent. Mm. How'd you manage to wangle that one? I mean, well, I still remember like leaving Guildhall on my last day, being like, "Woohoo! I never have to come to the Barbican ever again." And then two weeks later, walking down to the depths of concrete, going, "Oh!" <laughs> um, but it, you know, it was actually, you know, I saw it advertised, I applied for it. Though I didn't know anyone, I didn't have any contacts or, or anything of that ilk. So, yeah, so I was there for about a year, and it was pretty tough going, but um, I survived. Well, there you go. We learned a lot. I did learn a lot. Excellent. I learned a lot on how not. To do things. Oh, brilliant. Yes. Well, that's always good. It is. You've got to learn something from everything. Um, So give us a list of any other jobs you've had. So, and there, from there, I went to be deputy head of stage at the Watford Palace Theatre, which was actually great because they'd been closed for four years to have a massive refurb. So I walked in and it was a literal black box. It didn't even have its flying system in. So that was... A really great learning experience, and it was brilliant just building a theatre, putting a theatre back together. And I was there for a little while, and then I took a step down deliberately uh, to be first stage technician for the RSC for one of their London seasons, just to kind of get a job in London. Get to be into London, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. And then what did I do after that? That's a very good question. Oh, after that, I think. Uh, yes, I was stage management. I was stage manager on part of the Brecht Fest at the Young Vic. And then, obviously, I was a sound operator on The Woman in Black for a year. Obviously. Obviously. Um, and from wasn't. there, I went to Drazy Chaperone. And I was tech ASM. And that was the first time I actually got my hands on an automation desk. Ah. Which was very exciting. But they sort of screwed it up a bit when they tendered for it. So it was actually five separate automation desks and one operator. Very right. exciting. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Again, learned an awful lot very quickly. Yes. Well, yes. that's always good as well. Uh, and then after Drowsy? After Drowsy, uh, I was Tech ASM on Spamalot. And then from Spamalot to Billy Elliot. And then Billy Elliot, I became automation number two on Hairspray. And then automation number one on Priscilla. And I've sort of been a number one ever since that point from Priscilla. I did European Tour Blue Men Group. Uh, danced around a bit on Love Never Dies. That was fun. Excellent. Yeah, that was good. Uh, what did I do after that? Zelda. I did lots of things. Oh, I worked for Cirque du Soleil. I suppose that's sort of a big one. Oh, yeah. I went to set up a show for them. Matilda? I did do Matilda yeah. when I came back. Book and then Book a little Mormon. show called Book of Mormon. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then an even smaller show called Moulin Rouge. Yeah. And then I'd had enough of doing shows, so, so I just strolled off into the sunset. So you've done one or two bits, that's good. I've done a few. What would you say is your favourite job? Anything that you work with me on? Obviously, babes. Obviously. Um, <laughs> I don't know, actually. Do you know, maybe spam a lot. Oh, right, okay. I was young, needed, and needed everything was... Kind of <laughs> I needed the money. Yeah, it was, it was just it was a really brilliant group of people. And actually, drowsy, drowsy, and spam a lot. They kind of they ran into each other, and you know, everyone backstage, everyone on stage. We kind of mixed all the time. We were out together all the time. There was genuine camaraderie between everyone, and they were both fun shows. Yeah, 
and I think that makes a difference. You know, it's the yeah, subject yeah. matter. It's like Mormon. You know, I was here for an awfully long time. It was a good group of people, and it's a fun show. Yeah, it's good. It's good to make people laugh. Um, okay, so being a northerner mm. as you are, Aye. have you ever come across any issues within the industry? People holding you back for any reason? People, obviously, not just for being northern, but people holding you back, or people, you know, you're not being able to get jobs for any reasons, anything like that. I don't think so. I think only because I'm terrible at what I do. But other than that, you know, and, you know, people like to take the piss because I'm northern. Yeah. So, you know, well, it, it's, it's kind of open season. It's fair game. But, no, I'd, I'd never really seen – I've never really seen that happen in the industry, to be honest. I'm sure it does, and it must. Yeah. But um, but in my personal experience, most people are fairly pleasant. Good. Uh, what would you say are the pros and cons of working in this industry? Mm-hmm. Cons – I guess I'm sure everyone has said like hours. Yeah, um, it's very much a common thing. and a holiday. You know, that's the other thing, especially if you're an HOD, like actually just trying to take a holiday because you're essentially booking your own cover. You've got to put all that in place. You've got to make sure that they're fully trained. It's not as simple as just going to your line manager and go, "Can I have a day off or can I have a week off?" You know, so it's yeah, that can be problematic. Um, but pros, it's it's just fun, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's great. It's really silly what we do. It it really, like, you know, we, we play around with some big toys just to make a bunch of middle-class people applaud and go, oh, isn't that lovely? <laughs> and that, that's quite daft, really. Oh, it's true. It's true. You make, basically, what we do is is we um, facilitate the idea that the people who are prancing around on stage or other people that are prancing around on a stage or prancing around in the real world for some people who have paid to watch this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's quite a, it's a weird. But it's nice, you know, and you know, not wishing to get too deep about it, but we do, hopefully, offer some light relief and a bit of enjoyment. Oh well, we do escapism, which we is do good, very well. I mean, people need a lot these days. They do. It was that crazy thing. I remember the big banking crisis when that happened a few years back. Yeah, and you know, there was genuine concern that box office revenue, especially in the West End, would nosedive. It actually rose. It climbed because actually people were saving up for those moments yeah. to look forward to. Oh, people need it. Yeah. Uh, what would you say is a common misconception uh, from anybody getting trying to get into the industry? So somebody who's trying to get in the industry and they think it's, it's one way when it's actually a different way. One that still persists a lot is that it's who you know, not what you know. That's interesting. And I disagree with that. Okay. I didn't know anyone. I didn't, you know, and I found a route. I found a path. It's, you've got to put yourself out there. You've got to be willing to learn. You've got to show that you have the right attitude. I sort of think it's that simple. It's, obviously, it must happen. I'm sure, you know, nepotism is strong. But it, it's not about who you know. It it can go that way later in your career. Obviously, it helps if you've forged connections with people well, certainly getting in is probably not about who you know no not at all i don't think it is um what would you uh do you have any um advice to people trying to get in the industry be honest be open be willing to work and willing to learn accept everything and even if you hate it you can learn from that experience as well yeah it's it's kind of that simple it you know a big thing that people don't seem to do so much anymore, I could be wrong, but get a CV with a good cover letter about why you want to work 
in whichever capacity it is, take it to a stage store, find out the name of the person that you want to give the CV to. It's really important to show a little bit of initiative instead of it just to the master carpenter or to yeah. the stage manager. Find out their name and then you've opened the door for them to hopefully come back and go, well, we might need a dep or if nothing else, yeah, come in, you know, do a little bit of work experience, just kind of have a look around and nose around to see what's going on. And always accept the work. Always accept the work. And yeah. some of it will be awful. Oh, yeah. Like God awful. Not all of it's good. No, body, it really le- isn't. It will always lead to something better. It will. It absolutely will. Excellent. Right, uh, that's everything I've got. So thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much. Pleasure as always. Thank you. Big thank you to Jeff for that one. Uh, I enjoyed that one. Uh, interesting to hear different people's trajectories in the industry and and knowing that even if you don't have a show or you're not on a show at that particular point, there is still work out there, be it debt work or or freelance work. Um, so it is, you should never panic about that. Um, thank you again to Jeff uh, for that one. If you want to drop us a line, it's um, Facebook, Twats Podcast, Instagram, Twats Podcast, and TikTok, Twats Podcast. And the email address, of course, is twatspod.hotmail.com. Send us any questions, uh, anything you'd like to know, anything you'd like to change within the the series. We're always open to suggestions. Um, Click like and subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody who you think might be interested and anybody who you think might not be interested because it might make them interested. Uh, Yeah, so thanks for listening this week, and I shall see you all next week. (laughs) 